Now, before we get into this week's episode of the Sports Bros Podcast, I just want to let you know ahead of time that the podcast is recorded usually on Monday nights and it drops today on Tuesday. Well, as we first reported, the MLB and the MLBPA, once again, they were agreeing to disagree. And Jesus Christ, they fight more than a married couple. But anyways, after the show was recorded, guess what? They finally came to an agreement. So just to give you a quick note, the MLB situation is very fluid and it can change at the drop of a dime. Who knows, by the time you hear this, they may be agreeing to disagree all over again. Uh, once again, this is the editor's note. Other than that, enjoy this episode of the Sports Bros Podcast. Welcome to the Sports Bros Podcast, featuring the Almighty Be Live, the Money Man Scotty D, and your host, the head of creative Eddie Cool. And without any further ado. Here they are, the Sports Bros. Hey, what's going on, world? This be your boy, Eddie Cool, and guess what? It's another episode of the Sports Bros Podcast. The head of creative here, that's right. Forehead and all, feeling good. Episode 64 of your favorite podcast, the Sports Bros podcast i'm happy to do this once again another day another week we got some sports despite what's going on in the world with rotamania 2020 we still got something to talk about and guess what this quarterback got both his wide receivers back introducing fresh off of work they trying to kill him but he's still here with us the one the only the almighty beeline Yes, sir. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Hey. Oh, man. Because you know what? Your boy, the Almighty Be Live, is back. Oh, my God. It's been a long freaking three weeks. I'm over here sweating, working every day. But you know what? It's what I do to make sure that the job gets done. I can't be thankful enough for my main man, the head of creative, Eddie Cool, holding it down for me. And uh, I will apologize to our listening audience because without me, you had to hear more of Scotty D. And that's just, that's just unfortunate for everybody. So I, I apologize to all of our listeners. and But I'm here. I'm back, baby. And it's all the way live. And he's singing, y'all. It's all the way live. All right, yeah, go, go ahead and introduce that other guy. All right, cool, we back. And the pride <laughs> of Washington, Pennsylvania, the one, the only, the money man, Scotty D. Wow, after that B-Live uh, intro there, I thought I was never going to get the talk again. <laughs> this time last week, I'd already made four or five great points about sports. I think I was never going to get a chance to talk here. Welcome back, B-Live. I'm actually good to have the, the three amigos back again here. Um, I, I looked at my mail today. I didn't get an SB. Did you guys get an SB? Mm-hmm. No, no, I was waiting on an SB or a nomination letter or a $50 check or something. I was hoping to, I was hoping I was going to get an SB for our show here, and I, I didn't see one. So I guess we'll have to work harder for next year. Well, um, I'm sorry, fellas, but actually 
got a nomination for um, best co-host in a podcast forum. Um, I didn't want it want you to find out this way, but <laughs> I've, I've been carrying the show for so long. That was actually oh God. <laughs> you're carrying a load of in 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 the words. You know what? You about to be Bobby the Brain Heenan. And in the words of Gorilla Monsoon, oh, would you stop? <laughs> would you stop? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, it's good to be back, fellas. <laughs> All right. Here we have <laughs> intelligent to offer us this week. Let's go. All right. So here we go. We're hopping right into episode number 64 of the Sports Bros Podcast. Pretty soon it'll be episode 100, and we'll try to figure out what in the hell happened from 1 through 99. But hashtag... We here now. And guess what's here now and still ain't gone yet? You guessed it. Rona Mania 2020, the coronavirus, a.k.a. the second wave or whatever you want to call it. And it's affecting almost everybody. Uh, the University of Clemson, they got 28 members of the athletics department. They tested positive for the coronavirus. As b mentioned uh, earlier, um, during our pre-show production, LSU, they got 30 players currently in quarantine. And Dr. Anthony Fauci, he said unless players are essentially in a bubble, insulated from the community, and they are tested nearly every day, it would be very hard to see how football is able to be played this fall. And also we have cases as to where some coronavirus popped up across uh, Major League Baseball training camps, and they've been closed. Um, A player for the Toronto Maple Leafs for the NHL, he got coronavirus, so it's been seized for a while. Look, this thing is here, and it ain't going nowhere, fellas. Not anytime soon. So here's here's my thought when it comes to Dr. Foster. Um, We should never be in a bubble. That is the problem that we face right now. If we would have never been put in a bubble middle of March, it wouldn't be middle of June and now all these new cases are sprouting up. Here's a thought, possibly. Let us live our lives. It clearly isn't going anywhere after all of these means just basically shut down everything, quarantine us, all this stuff. Clearly, that didn't work. So that that's that that's my thought on it. But at the, at the end, of the, I understand what they're trying to do. They're trying to they're trying to flatten the curve. But here's the thing: here's like it's it's got to be clear and obvious right now that this is not going to go anywhere. And for all of these geniuses that are that got all of these PhDs and doctorates and all this stuff in the medical field, why has nobody ever come out and just said, hey, our body's own immune system is the best case scenario for any disease? That's why, guess what, ladies and gentlemen, you know what vaccines are for um, diseases? They give you a small sample of the disease so your body can develop its own immunity to it. Spoiler alert. 
So this is blowing my mind. I don't have a college degree. I never even set foot in the medical field. I decided to read a couple of books. That's I might digress a little bit. Here's the thing. Put all these preventative measure, measures in place. Wash hands, all that stuff that we've been doing. Just emphasize that a little bit more. Yes, certain things, if you don't have to meet up in one place, then I get it. Then don't, don't do so. But the fact that you're trying to put us even more in a bubble is all it is 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 actually allowing the disease to carry on even longer because it's not going anywhere and now people are catching it in june as opposed to catching it in march that's my thought my two cents i don't know maybe maybe i'm right maybe i'm wrong i don't know it's my opinion i'm allowed to have i'm i am entitled to an opinion you can agree with me or disagree with me but that's my thoughts yes sir Scotty D, where well, you at on this whole with sports and coronavirus? And you guys think we're gonna see any sports other than golf and UFC? Uh, I I think there's a possibility the NHL pulls it off. It seems like the NBA is starting to back off of it a little bit um, because, kind of what he was saying is the the bubble thing. Uh, what, what's going to happen is if these guys commit to it, they're going to be in Orlando. They're going to be in Disney World. Uh, living in a bubble, but that doesn't necessarily apply to the families. Families can still get in. A, uh, it, it seems like it's starting to scare some of those guys off a little bit. They don't seem as excited about it as they were before. They're supposed to, I believe, start to go to camp next week. I, I think so. I think that's, that's that, that was the plan. Baseball will never get on, on the field just because they're fighting over money still. I mean, I just th- – those guys – Take take the virus out of the equation. They still ain't going to be able to settle on it because <laughs> those guys they've been in labor disputes since like the '60s. So that that's 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 not going anywhere. But um, as far as football goes, you know, all Rona leads to Dabo when it comes. Wow! To football. Wow! <laughs> that, was too, that was too easy. <laughs> uh, and and you mentioned Doctor Fauci, and he's already kind of recommended that the players don't get together in these groups like they've been doing and, and working out together. That's some of them have been doing that. I know Zeke Elliott already got the virus last week. And I think that might've been, uh, well, who knows with Zeke, he's all over the place, but some of these players are getting it that are working out together. Well, heck training camp starts in a, in, in a few weeks. If, if you can't work out in groups of four or five, how are you going to have a training camp? I just don't think the NFL is going to be playing definitely not in September, maybe close to the end of the year. If we get, we start closing in on uh, some vaccination. If science starts catching up with this, uh, I, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it's I'm really, really not optimistic about football going off as scheduled. Even though you know they're they're still they haven't made that decision yet. I just don't see how that's going to happen. And especially with college players who aren't getting financially compensated. You know, I, I know. You know, not trying to debate the scholarship value and all that stuff, but as far as like getting flat money the way the NFL does, uh, I I can't I can't see going forward with college football, and I, I'm I'm just not optimistic at all. It's just going to be golf and UFC for a while, I think. Dude, don't put that on us, Ricky Bobby. Don't put that, Ricky Bobby. Don't you do that? But yeah, um. I, I I get what um Scotty D is trying to say. And it's just I wish the narrative would change. It's not it's not necessarily where people are afraid. It's the fact that they're conditioned to be afraid. It's one of those things where 
is become mass hysteria. And I mean, we've I've had um, a couple of encounters with people that have had um, the coronavirus, and it's unfortunate. And I mean, it comes with a certain level of symptoms. We've had to do certain measures to make sure that um, it's not spread and stuff like that. And I and I and I I get it. I get it. But it's one of those things. We're 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 to a point where it's not it's. A is not responsible in general to spread mass hysteria. We've we've got a lot of preventive measures in place, but it's just a it's it's a constant disruption of our way of life. Well, that, that's the problem, though. It the, the it's not it's not mass hysteria really at this point. It's that we do have a chance to slow this thing down and to not spread it, and we're not doing it. I mean, look at Nick Watney. We were just talking about this before we, we came on the air. Nick Watney, the PGA, contracted the virus last week in South Carolina at, at the Hilton Head Golf Tournament. And Justin Thomas said the place was a zoo. He said the restaurants were packed. Nobody's wearing masks. Nobody's social distancing. Well, there you go. I mean, they're, the, the, the world experts on disease control are telling us, stay six feet away, wear masks in public, don't get in big group gatherings stay home as much as possible and we're just not doing it we're ignoring all that and you see the numbers are shooting right up and i so and i and i and i a football stadium or a, or a hockey arena or a basketball arena is not you know you're you say we want to get back to our normal way of life don't be his you know buying the mass hysteria but i mean that's the reality of it is if you go do these things your chance of getting it increases and the chance of spreading it to someone susceptible to damage or death also increases and, I, and i've also seen speaking of south carolina um mine and the almighty b-live's home state and scotty d's residence also i saw i forgot which news station it was but they have a camera on the beach the beach was packed it looked like summer 2019 pre-rona and i'm over here like hey man at this point it is what it is. Just hope your body has the ne- the necessary antibodies to fight off this thing because you know this this th- th- there's there's no cure for this thing, man. And and if you get it, the best thing I can recommend to you is drink a bunch of water, take vitamin C, vitamin D, stay in a room and chill. But I mean, pe- people are not going to put their lives on hold. They're not going to you know stop the economy. You know you can't just start and stop stop and start the economy like that. And us being sports fans, I mean, I'm look, we got a weekly sports podcast that we put together. And, you know, for a while there, you know, we were scraping for stuff to find. But, you know, sports get, you know, 20, you know, sports is a 24-7, 365, you know, industry. And it always gives us something to talk about. But here we are like, OK, as you stated, you know, the NBA looked promising. And now we in the bubble is like, oh, wait a minute. And then, you know, you got these cases popping up between Von Miller had at one point, Zeke Elliott had it at this point, you know. Rudy Gobert, he had it. Donovan Mitchell had it. And not to mention the other cases around the league that we don't know about. The only reason we know about these cases is because these are marquee names. So it's just figuring out how to move forward and how to be safe after that. And, you know, football is like what? You know, you got 12 men on the field, you know, and, you know, you got seven on one side, 12 on the other. And then it's just like, are we not going to tackle? I mean, basketball, are we not going to defend each other? Hockey, I mean, 
body checking. Are we not going to, you know, play defense check and wear a thousand pounds of equipment? It's like, and like, and it's just the fact, like, what are we not going to do in order for this to go forward? But the issue is, it's still out there. No matter how safe you are, it's still out there. Yeah. Well, and, and, and these guys, these athletes, by and large, are young men. Mm-hmm. And tell these young men, when your games are over, go home, don't spread the virus. A lot of them aren't going to listen to that. I mean, look, just a small example, Dallas Goder of the Eagles, he got sucker punched at a bar the other day. He's out at a bar in South Dakota. You know, I'm, I'm quite certain if he's at a bar, he's not sitting there drinking a beer through a mask. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's out. It, it, and not saying there's anything wrong with him doing that, but you know, if he sat next to somebody who has the virus and takes it off to camp, then there you go. Then there's a there's an outbreak in one team's camp from one player. It's just this is just a, a highly contagious virus, and it's 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 going to ruin our football season. I'm telling you. Um. Well, here's my my thing is that again. The testing is out there. If somebody tests positive for it, still do the same thing we've been doing, the two-week quarantine. If somebody catches it, you test, you continue to test, you test every week. The resources, I do believe, are out there for a season to commence. Now, I think it's more of a big deal. I don't think on the player side, it shouldn't be as much of a big deal. It's the fan side of it. Like that's that's where things come into question. Like honestly, do do I sit here and say that we should have fans in the scene right now? Right now, I agree with you, um, Scotty D. As far as like your stance on this, I don't think fans should be um, in the field. But that's also a huge revenue stream. So this is it is what it is at this point. But like as far as the test being out there for the players and stuff like that. Nobody should set foot on the field if they're positive for this disease. Granted, that's and th- those policies are already in place before they even got to a training camp or anything like that. So, give us our football, man. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we, 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 yeah. I don't necessarily have to be in the stands. Just give it to me. Twenty twenty sucks. <laughs> big, big time, big time, man. Big time, big time. All right, first of all. Let's talk about something else, Eddie. What else you got? Wait, on move that? right along, man. We're gonna talk about the ESPYS. <laughs> they had an award show last night. Uh, ESPN had their annual uh, award show, the ESPY 2020. A whole different twist, of course. You know, everything is affected by the current uh, COVID 19 uh, coronavirus pandemic, and uh, we have a short list, if you will, a short list of winners. Uh, Nelson Cruz wins the Muhammad Ali Sports Humanitarian Award. The L.A. Dodgers, they win the team equivalent of that award, the Sports Humanitarian uh, Team of the Year Award. Sorry. And um, Kevin Love, he wins the Arthur Ashe Award for Courage. And one of my favorites, and me and Scotty D talked about this earlier, uh, TQ Ware, Taquarius Ware, wins the Jimmy V Award. He's a running back at Masabi Reigns College up in Minneapolis, Minnesota, or in the Minnesota area um scotty d you said nelson cruz he did what for his hometown you say he got him a fire truck right i believe he bought a fire truck uh and some equipment for for his hometown um very emotional when he got the award i thought that was i thought that was outstanding um 
there was a couple other nice stories. The Kevin Love story about him dealing with his mental health and how it inspired a young fan. Outstanding story. Um, then you had a little tribute to Kobe Bryant that was uh, Snoop Dogg actually had had done it. Well, you know, over over some clips of Kobe. Doesn't it feel like Kobe Bryant died five years ago now? The way this year has gone. I mean, yeah. doesn't that seem like an eternity ago at this point? I mean, good lord. But I, I think the highlight of the night for me was the story about Aquarius Ware, who you just mentioned. And the story on that was he was as a child, I think his house caught on fire. His little sister uh, perished. She was hiding under the bed and didn't survive. This kid and his brother were in the fire, and and, and this they called him TQ. TQ was burnt severely and lost part of his left hand, I believe. Does that seem right, Eddie? That yeah. He had, mm-hmm. uh, okay, so part of his hand was was gone, and. He had, I guess, multiple skin grafts, surgery after surgery, trying to, you know, repair his skin. And um, he, as he was growing, his true love that he said made him feel more normal than anything was playing football. And as it turned out, he's quite a football player, and he's now playing for. Uh, uh, tell me again, who, who, it's a it's a junior college or a yeah, a, yes, uh, Masabi Range, Masabi Range, yeah, and I, excelling it there and hoping to move on to a bigger division one school, but he received the Jimmy V award and he received it from uh Shaquem Griffin, who, if you remember, is the guy also that had a, a problem as a child and is in the NFL playing for the Seahawks with no left hand. And so he was an inspiration for him. What a great moment. Uh, Griffin brought his mom on. She was crying and, and TQ's mom was sitting there with him. And she was crying. It was just a great story. And, uh, you know, it, it just shows, what good can come of participating in sports and you know a lot of people aren't sports fans but that's that's one of the true positives and i thought that was just i thought that was the story of the night was that young burn victim and watch what that young man has fought through to to get himself onto the football field man great story eddie great story yeah i remember um when when they i think it was the the e60 they did the e60 about it or a little quick piece and i was over here like you know what? When, when whenever you in a state of mind to where you feel like, hey, you know, I, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. You look at guys like you know Shaquille Griffin, and you look at guys like uh, Tacarius Ware. You say to yourself, like, if they went through all that, then here I am in, in my state of mind where I am. You know, I got my limbs. I'm not burnt. You know, I'm 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 where I am, and I can go do whatever I want to do. Like they they didn't they didn't let the physical adversity stopped them. They found a way to get through it, to persevere, to work, work, work like dogs, work their ass off to, to get where they needed to be. Another one of my favorite stories was uh, Kevin Love. I've been following this Kevin Love story for a while, and um, as a person who um, goes through therapy weekly, you know, I don't have any mental issues, but sometimes I need a little extra help, a little extra help. You know, if you need a little extra help, ain't nothing wrong with it. No shame in um, admitting that you need therapy and and i really bonded with that you know because he had a mental health issue and really just trying to figure everything out and it can be tough because you know like i told you fellas last year 2019 was a hell of a year for me um losing my mom back in 2018 and only to lose my brother less than a year later after my mom passed away so you know 2019 was a struggle and then coming into 2020 was tough but then i realized like hey you need to get some help and so I, I commend Kevin Love for that, man. And that, and it takes a lot of courage to step forward and have this much needed conversation about um about mental health. Yeah, excellent. It, 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 I was I, as I mentioned you guys, I was reluctant to watch the SBs last night because A, 
there haven't been a lot of sports on and there's going to be some missing some things missing and i i thought that it was going to go hard political but they did a great job with presenting some really nice inspirational stories on sunday nights and and, th- and that was one of them and I, and I actually didn't even connect the dots of how that was uh how meaningful that would be for you um the kevin love story it was Tremendous story. Mm -hmm. And that is what we are missing in the world today because sports has the powerful way to, it's an escape also from the day in and day out routine that we deal with. It's something that we can grab a hold of that gives us hope, that gives us desire to keep moving on. Hey, and that's one thing about the ESPYs and these stories that these stories that they focus on that thank God that it they, they did that in this form and this setup because whoo it's not much to hold on to and and at times it could just seem very grim. And we're we're li- we're literally three of us right here are literally hoping and begging and pleading because we've come across something that we're very passionate about and that we have it's become part of our lives to put this podcast together and to talk about it each week and to come up with different topics and stories and everything like that. And this it's wearing on, I can, I can speak for myself. It's wearing on me because I'm like, great day. I need something to cheer for. I need something to say. And everything going on in the world today, you have all your, your anxieties and stuff. And like you said, it's an escape three hours a night. If these knuckleheads from baseball, would have gotten together. I can sit and escape and watch these guys play some ball. Oh, so, oh, so, oh, go ahead, Scotty D. What's that? Oh, go ahead, Scotty D. What were you about to say? I said we just are missing that escape from that, those those couple hours a day for watching sports. Yeah, that we are. And speaking of the knuckles, we're going to move to the next topic. What in the hell is going on with baseball? They say yes, then it's no. Somebody say no, then it say yes. Is this a lovers quarrel? What in the hell is going on? Man, when I tell you, I, I've tried to follow this to the best of my ability. I have absolutely no idea what the, what's going on at this point. It's, it's just a bunch of... Nobody's negotiating. They're basically standing on their standing on their ground saying, I'm not going to budge. All right. And what's essentially what's happening... Because the court of public opinion is out and in full force right now. Each side is trying to present something that seems feasible to our eyes as the fan, but it's not business sense. None of it's business sense. I can tell you, this is a couple things I picked up picked up on, and this and I might not be correct, but this is this is I've I've tried to follow it. This is what I think. The players. They sign the contract for X amount of dollars for X amount of years. They want X amount of dollars for X amount of years for performing, especially now under adverse um, circumstances. The owners, the guys that pay the money, they're like, guys, do you realize that we don't have revenue coming in? So with revenue not coming in, it's hard for us to pay you, even though we're sitting on billions of dollars. But 
And that's where the players come back in and say, well, you guys are billionaires and this is a part of business. We signed a contract. And now in order to help the situation, we want to play more games so you guys have a better chance of bringing in more revenue so now you could pay us more money being a prorated contract. The owner's like, hey, fellas, check this out. Um, we want you to take a pay cut because there's not going to be fans in the stands. There's not going to be people buying $10 hot dogs and $15 beers and $20 tickets to get in and et cetera, et cetera. So we don't have that money that's coming in. We don't have the revenue stream. So it's, it's a bunch of just, it's a tug of war. It's not, there's no movement anywhere. Like, well, here, here's here's a quote from Trevor Bauer, if you don't mind me cutting I, in. This is, I don't mind this, at all. This is a new quote that he just, just came out um, earlier on this evening. Yeah, he's been pretty vocal, too. Go ahead. He's been very vocal, yeah. And this is a tweet that he, he just put out. He said, it's absolute death for this industry to keep acting as it has been, both sides. We're driving the bus straight off of a cliff. How is this good for anyone involved? COVID-19 already presented a lose-lose situation, and we've somehow found a way to make it worse. Incredible. And he's right. And and for them to be squabbling so much, and, and I, I don't know all the details of it either because it's it's so detailed where they're, you know, X amount of games and prorated pay and, and percentage of their full pay and all that stuff. You, you still need to figure it out. And I think they're at the point now where, it's going to fall on the commissioner's shoulders to implement a schedule. Um, it's probably going to be between 50 to 60 games. And then um, we'll, we'll, we'll see from there. But a lot of what they've been arguing on about, I don't think it's just straight up about this year. It's about 21 and 22 coming up. I mean, there, there's more to it than just, Hey, let's have this much money and we'll play these many games this year. There's so much more to it. And, you got to believe at some point it's got to be simplified. It's just, it's just like you said, it's a tug of war on both sides. And f those guys, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty, is... pretty much. So, so here we go. I got a, I got a couple quotes from uh, one from Rob Manfred, Scotty D's boy, and uh, Tony Clark, the director of the uh, MLBPA. Rob Manfred said, "This needs to be over." Until I speak with owners, I can't give you a firm deadline. Uh, okay. And then Tony Clark says, MLB has informed the association that it will not respond to our last proposal and will not play more than 60 games. Our executive board will convene in the near future to determine the next steps. <sighs> so it is now what, June? And what, next month is usually what, the All Star game? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so so there's like what, Scotty? Th- 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 three months chewed up, gone already. I think a lot of this has to do with the Pittsburgh Pirates. They're trying to keep their loss totals down. So they're, well, you know, wow. we play, yeah, we're not going to lose 50 games this nope, year. Nope, nope. We have a chance of not losing 50 games. So this might be on my buckos right here. Tonight. Nope, nope, nope. I, I disagree wholeheartedly. It is not. On the Pittsburgh Pirates, they, they, that might be that. That sounds viable, but it's not the Pirates. It's the Houston Astros. It's the Astros because they don't want to get hit by pitch at an alarming record pace. So the less baseball that they play, the less times they can get hit by a pitch. Very true. Oh, they, oh the Astros got to be happy that way. Whew! Oh, they disagree. 
hope we can live another day. I don't feel like going to Boston getting beaned. I don't feel like going to Anaheim and getting destroyed. I don't want to go to Arizona because they fight out there. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, you you remember how heated the, what it was the Dodgers and the Diamondbacks that one season? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, fight fighting in the stands, fighting in the pool. What is this like? Like what? Malice at the chase or something like that. But yeah, the the the, the end this fellas. Uh, baseball hashtag do, do better. Yeah, do <laughs> better. You got to figure something out. You know, eventually baseball will decide to get its mess together because as Scotty D said, they've been having labor disputes since the 1930s. You said 60s, 19. It's like it's been forever. Every two years, something going on. Baseball players money, and everything. Now, we remember at one point, the 1994 season was shortened due to a strike to, you guessed it, a labor dispute. And baseball has pretty much had been in the can ever since then. No one cared. No one gave a damn. And baseball really lost a lot of fans during that point in time. But, ah, there was that magical summer where a man named Mark McGuire, who played for the St. Louis Cardinals, and another man named Sammy Sosa, played for the Chicago Cubs, and they were on a relentless pursuit at that time of the single-season home run record of 61 home runs held by the late, great Roger Maris. And that leads us into the next topic, the long-gone summer 30 for 30 special that ESPN put out last week. Uh, We didn't have time to fit it into the show last week, so we're going to talk about it this week. And uh, Scotty D and myself, we did have a chance to watch the long gone summer. Scott D, I thought it was a very phenomenal special. I thought it was. What was cool about it is that when we look back now on that era, we look back at it like we looked down our nose at it, like that was a shameful time. But at that time when that was going on, it was marvelous. It was so fun to watch that. I'm one of the fans who was really really upset with baseball when they canceled the world series. To me, I was like, that is unacceptable. Um, to, to just to review, there was actually a, a baseball stoppage during the 1972 season canceled 86 games. Then I can remember in 1981, when I was a kid missing a game that my dad bought tickets for because they didn't play from mid June until about mid August. There was another strike. Then you cancel the world series. Are you kidding me? So like a lot of people, I had a very bad taste in my mouth for baseball. And then comes McGuire and Sosa, and it just – it was magical, man. I mean, watching these guys, it felt like you, they were delivering it every every appearance, every bad. You know, you were excited to, to watch it. I remember ESPN late in the season cutting away from other games and other events to, to show these guys coming up to, to bat. And it, it, it kind of takes you back to – um, what baseball really needed. Matter of fact, if I'm Rob Manfred and you guys don't, you know, we don't get baseball this season, I would announce at the beginning of next season, everybody's allowed to do steroids again because that might have to be the ultimate savior of baseball. But, uh, you know, like, like I said, you look back on it now and it's it's like you look at it like it's, like it's dirty and it's bad. But at the time, man, how awesome was that? It it was great, man. It, like you said, it was must-see television. When you saw the Cardinals on TV, you had to tune in. When you saw the Cubs on TV, you had to tune in. Baseball was must-see television, and you had a guy like Mark McGuire 
who had already had what in his rookie year he was he was the owner of the 49 yes yes mm-hmm, yes he and he had, he had 49 home runs and he was the owner of the record and everything and so you know you had all that going on and so it was just it was great it was it was so so great to see that and just like I said man ba- baseball was was in a position it was it was bad. It was it was rough. I mean, like you said, Scotty, labor disputes, strikes, and everything, and just to see you know two men playing in the same division in the same league, just tearing it up, just doing what they do best, and just hitting balls out of the park. Like, think about it. McGuire was well known, and Sammy Sosa. He pretty much came about of obscurity after being traded from the uh, Rangers to the Cubs, and then boom, next thing you know, he's right here hitting 66 home runs. Sammy was already a good player, but then, you know, that that magical year, man, he, he turned it up a notch, man. And, well, uh, you know what made it magical too, Eddie, is if, you know, that they, they kind of showed a good bit of this during the, during the documentary was the relationship that those two guys had with each other. It made it fun because McGuire was like, you know, this giant, this powerful hitter that you almost expected at some point was going to make this run. Sammy Sosa is the guy that's like all of a sudden here I am and and he was it was like he was the one that was having the most fun with it. Yep. But the two of them together were were had that chemistry. You know they Sosa was the perfect number two. He was you know he was this he was actually kind of the star of the show because he he pushed McGuire. If you think about it, if Sosa wasn't involved, would it have been as special to watch McGuire do that? Or was it more fun because there was some competition for it? You know, they asked McGuire straight up, do you think, uh, or did Sosa push you? Did you think uh, you hit as many because of him? And he said, that's a great question because he did push me. He did motivate me. You you know, you just got to wonder, would it have been as big of a deal if Sosa wasn't along for the ride? Because Sosa broke that record too that year. You know, he hit 66. Between Mm -hmm. the two, they both broke that record and that that was to me i think part of what the fun of it was that not only were you following a guy chasing history you were following two that was really both likable guys that was what was so special i think about that summer is that the two of them together made it fun yep and and it was supposed to be um it was supposed to be slated as Mark McGuire and Ken Griffey Jr., but Griffey fell short, and out of nowhere comes uh, Mark, um, comes Sammy Sosa. What were we about to say, be live? Oh, I was just um, I said I've been looking at a couple things because just recollect recollecting that 1998 season was it was like I said magical. Mm-hmm. Like you were good. I don't care who you were. I said I'm a football fanatic. I like my basketball, like my hockey. Baseball is usually like. It it's either third or fourth, depending on how I feel about my teams that year. My Braves have always been the nineties. It was a beautiful thing. But I mean, just watching Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa swing the bat, and I'm talking about just not only just the amount of home runs, Mark McGuire were crushing five hundred. Like he 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 did it I think four separate times that season reached over five hundred. Moonshots. I'm talking about. And I think there was one is one he hit, and this, like I said, this is not the home run derby. This is a this is a professional pitcher, freaking chunking 95 to 100 miles per hour, and you're connect. Bing! It was against um Levon Hernandez. He hit a 545 um 
foot bomb. Like, ridiculous. Like, and it's just, it, I mean, just everybody gets excited about the home run derby when it comes to the all-star game because that's that's what we want to see. We want to see freaking just moonshots. And they they took the home run derby and stretched it out over a 162-game season. Who who didn't want to see that? Yep. And and they absolutely stole the show that year because the 1998 was the Yankees' second World Series win in three years. Their 1998 season, you know, their regular season record of the Yankees that year was 114 and 48. Yeah. I mean, that yeah. one of the greatest baseball teams in history. But when you think of that season, they actually take a back seat. The Yankees take a back seat. To these two guys. To, yeah, of anybody, the New York baseball Yankees, Maris, Berra, the Babe. I mean, th- 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 those Yankees took a backseat to two guys. Two freaking guys. Two of them. The only thing they did was put the ball from, from <laughs> the ball went from, <laughs> from pitcher to bat to, <laughs> to the parking lot. Right. Yeah. Know? They were or, or, or was it in Chicago, Waveland Avenue? Yeah. yeah. But so it's one. But it's one of those things. Once again, when it comes to baseball, is that they like is they literally take one step forward, two steps back, and it's unfortunate that that was one of the most exciting seasons, and then it's now it's just marred in controversy with steroids, and it's one of those things that. It was so exciting at the time to watch this, and it's so unfortunate that the um, the circumstances behind it, and you'll Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire, Barry Bonds, they will always be linked to the word steroids, always. And unfortunate to what they what the, their career and what they brought to baseball, and basically bringing baseball back. When it was on the brink of this that ninety four shortened season, just what they did for baseball, even though it's an asterisk beside it, I mean, the thing is, there was there was no testing for it at that time. Oh. That was the culture of baseball, yep. and these guys were juiced up, hitting off of pitchers who you got to believe many also were probably juiced up. It was kind of relative. Um, it's one of those things that it's not right, but you can't tell the story of baseball, the history of baseball without that era. And, you know, the hitting those bombs was a lot of fun to watch. I mean, I'm not going to lie. It was a, it was a, it was a fun thing to watch back in those days. Yeah. Like you said, man, they didn't have a banned substance uh, list. They didn't do testing. So it was like, load me up, watch this. Watch this. Stick that needle in my, in my butt cheek and watch me put that ball into the Pacific Ocean. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So uh, I'm over here looking at the, um, you know, looking at, at at the 1998 season. There were three teams that year that won 100 games. Um, the Astros were in the National League. They went 102 and 60. The Braves, they went 106 and 56. And then, Scott, as you mentioned, Scotty D, the New York Yankees, where they went 114 and 40. And the Marlins, they lost a hundred games, so that's nothing new. I, I bet that's the. I bet that has ever been packed when Mark McGuire or Sammy Sosa came into town, because because you remember like they had part of the stadium like tarped off, 
because hey, ain't nobody gonna come here. You know, it's better things to do in Miami. So we got this team and da 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 da. Then you know, a few years later, they win the freaking you know what years like a couple years before that they won the World Series or something like that. <laughs> and in 2003, they won the World Series and still can't put butts in seats. But um, yeah, that goes to show you like how magical that season was, man. And it brought baseball back literally from the dead because a lot of people was like, you know, when it comes back, I'm not gonna, you know. I'm not going to watch it. What's that one thing that uh, Bill Clinton said, Scotty D? He said, you know, you got uh, you got 200 people trying to figure out how to spend, you know, $2 billion. You think, yeah. you, what you, say? you think they should be able to figure it out? Yeah. Same applies today. Yeah, well, where, where's Bill Clinton? Yeah, you got another 200 people trying to figure out how to spend $5.6 billion. So as, as some things change, some things um, – they 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 stay the same and um the long gone summer was great man i remember i was rooting for ken griffey jr but then when he like fell off i'm like all right come on sammy sosa come on sammy sosa and like you said sammy sosa was the perfect compliment to mark mcguire um and the best thing about it was both of those guys they were model citizens they were you know they were quiet they you know they came to the they, they get they came to the ballpark played baseball and went home you know they weren't out here gallivanting and doing all this other stuff and you know, just acting like jackasses. They were, you know, they were actual nice guys. That's another thing, you know, like, wow, these guys were actually nice. They weren't in nobody's face. They were just being them, and that's it. Yeah. I mean, you saw Sosa would run out to the outfield holding the American flag, and McGuire was picking his kid up and shaking hands with the Maris family. It, it, it was just a, it was just a likable, likable couple guys in a, a, in a magical season, and you know what? If if I if if it's tainted, it's tainted. But I tell you, it sure was a lot of fun when it happened. Yeah, it was dirty fun. The best kind of fun. <laughs> dirty fun. Yeah, the uh, the the then Florida Marlins they went fifty four and one hundred eight that year. They probably had that loan sellout when Mark McGuire came to town and <laughs> lit, lit them up that whole entire weekend. Now that's crazy. I'm over looking at the, the division realignment. Um, the Astros. What was the National League Central? The Astros, the Cubs, the Cardinals, the Reds, the Brewers, and the Pirates. Yeah, you had too many teams in that damn division. Come on now. Like you you had to split it up. Like who 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 in the hell? Like what, what are you doing? I'm glad they finally like realigned these divisions and got things back. You know, like, hey, look, we're gonna have X my teams here, X my teams there. Y'all battle it out. Yeah, you can't have like nine teams in one division, hope for the best. Come on now. What the hell's going on? Yeah, so the 1998 Major League Baseball season was one for the books and helping baseball to get back to where it is, I won't say now, but from where it was, um, was a long-gone summer of uh, 1998 with Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire doing what they do best, and that's putting the balls out of the park. And Sammy Sosa's like, look, man, you're not going to get me to tell you about me doing it. I'm not. Sammy, you know what, man? Sammy's going to take it to the grave with him. Mark McGuire's like, you know what, man? Whatever, man. This is what happened. Sammy's taking that thing to the grave with him. I swear he is. <laughs> that, yeah. that, that and his skin color. Oh, I'm sorry. That. Oh. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out where we're wrong. He's like, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a skin, it's a skin. What does he say? Oh, he said cream on it every night. Yeah, he wrote, he wrote cream on himself every night. Son, yeah. Sammy, uh, that's a, that's another topic for another day. Right. <laughs> I'm, I, 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 I'm, I'm like self love. Anybody? Come on, Sammy. What, what are you, what are you doing? What are you doing? He just, he looked pink. He looked pink. Between him and Lil Kim, I don't know what's going on, but I'm, I digress. Man, you know what we about to do? We about to take this here train and put it all the way back on the tracks. And speaking of trains on the tracks, hey, yo, button, hit it. 
And now, our favorite part of the show, the choices of the voices. Thank you once again to the wonderful and ever so lovely Miss Button for the intro to the Choices of the Voices section. Look, 60 plus episodes in, you know what time it is like to watch us. This is our favorite portion of the show where Scotty D asks questions. I get all the information during the week and we record this here podcast and we talk about your answers because this is the choice of the voices. You made the choice to be the voice, and here it is. So, Scotty D, what's the question for this week's Choices of the Voices? All right, kind of staying on topic with baseball, we asked what baseball team would you like to go spend a weekend visiting to watch them play in their stadium and in their city? Um, I was telling you last week about how I had spent a weekend. Actually, uh, it was this very weekend, I believe six years ago, seven years ago, that I was in Chicago I had always wanted to see Wrigley Field, spent the weekend up there watching the Buccos play the Cubs, and it was super, super cool. So I had that kind of thing in mind. If you haven't been to a, a baseball city yet, where would you like to go to wa- spend a weekend watching watching the ball game? All right, we, we got a few answers. We thought we would have a big mass turnout, but hey, man, I understand it is what it is. People going back to work, you don't have the time, but we're grateful for getting what we have. Well, it, it's a question, but it's no cereal. You know, it's no favorite cereal question. Really. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, look, that damn, that damn cereal question. Why? <laughs> Somebody say something about getting fired up. That thing took <laughs> off like wildfire. I'm sitting there 80, 80 some questions. Like, Scotty, I'm only reading 20. I'm not <laughs> doing a whole 80. I'm t- I told everybody, thank you, but I'm only doing 20. So here we go. My man, Scotty LaCour, he said, uh, we were supposed to go to Chicago for the Cubs-Mets game. I think it was last week, he said. Um, and it was, and the day prior was a day game at Wrigley. Wow. So we got one for Wrigley Field. Damn you, coronavirus. Yeah. Yep, so we got one game at Wrigley Field. Uh, Stacey Tanner, she said, the new Yankee Stadium. Have not been there yet. That's a good uh, one. Yeah. Yep, the new Yankees. In, in the in the new Yankee Stadium, the one where you hit the ball two hundred and fifty feet and it's a home run in right field or something like that. It, yeah, it carries the right pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? Wow. <laughs> just tap it. Just tap it. That's all you gotta do. Just and just watch. Just tap it and watch it. If the wind's blowing on a good day, yeah, you got a round tripper, baby. Here we go. Uncle Max, he said, I would love to go to Oracle Park. Uh, to watch my Giants take on the Dodgers is one of the greatest rivalries in baseball, rich in history. It is also the only notable rivalry in the National League West. Let's go, Giants. This would have been our year. So one for Oracle Park in San Francisco by uh, McCovey. Is it by McCovey Cove? Is that what it is? Yeah, I think that'd be cool to see a, see a game there, too. I think awesome. Yep, right there by the bay. Uh, let's see. Monique Adams, she gave us a twofer. She said, I would like to visit Wrigley and Fenway, two OG baseball stadiums. Historic Wrigley and Fenway, who's been up since the beginning of time. And our one and only Trey Duke, he says, baseball sucks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I, think Trey- I actually thought he would say uh, Cowboys, you know, Cowboys stadium, just of course, but baseball is kind of in line with Trey. I, I get it. Was it what's the, what's the stadium that the uh, was it Ar- in Arlington? Yes, the ballpark Arlington. Yeah, yeah, the ballpark in Arlington. Did, did that ballpark have like um, I think part of it looked like Fenway, part of it looked like Old Tiger Stadium. 
It, it had that old, yeah, has had an old, old look to it. Yeah, had a old, and that that was a very interesting stadium. All right, so um, this is a short version of the choices of the voices. So shout out to Scotty, Stacy, Uncle Max, Monique, and Trey Duke for their contribution to the choices of the voices. Now it is our turn, Scotty D. Where would you like to go? Well, I would love to go to Fenway. That's always been on my my list, but. When, as I was thinking about this, I would really, really like to go out to Dodger Stadium just because I've never been to California. I know you guys were out there last year with a little celebration, but I have never been there. And, uh, um, I, yeah, I just, I, there's something about being on the West Coast that appeals to me that just, I guess, because I've never done that. Um, at some point, I will definitely get to Fenway. You know, as much as I'm, I'm a Yankee fan and not fond of the Red Sox, to put it politely. Um, I do need to see that ballpark, but I think if I could just have a nice weekend out in LA and watch the, watch the Dodgers play at home, I think that'd be super, super cool. How about you, Elav? Well, mine, mine is very simple for, for very simple reasons. Um, I've been to Fulton County, um, stadium in Atlanta back in 96. I've been to Turner Field when they tore down Fulton County Stadium in Atlanta in 97 and 98. But I have not been to the new SunTrust, now truest park in Atlanta. So I just I want to see my Braves in the new Fandangle um, Stadium. And I've I've heard a lot about Sun. It was, I mean, they just changed the name this year from SunTrust to Truist, but I've heard that um, just the facilities there are phenomenal. I've heard. So, I actually uh, watched it ago, and, and you would love it. It is absolutely fantastic. It's beautiful. So, I, I, I got to get there, and I, I'm, I'm going to call up, call up my, my, my older sister, be like, hey, um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to crash on the couch and I'll be there for a weekend. So I'll have to pay for a hotel room and I'm going to go whenever we decide to get baseball back um, in 2021 because it's not looking good for 2020. <laughs> be like, we might have to figure out something, man, because my brother lives down there. So we might have to, uh, you know, Scotty D, we're going to drag you along too. <laughs> yeah. Hey, honestly, I would love it if the three of us saw a game in PNC Park. You know, I've been to Pittsburgh, obviously, many times to see the Pirates play there, but um, it is truly one of the most beautiful parks you'll ever see. It's it's a, it's a fantastic stadium, PNC Park in Pittsburgh. Yeah, they, PNC Park. There once in a while. That would help things, you know, but yeah. um, it's a beautiful place to go watch baseball. PNC sits right on the river, right? It does. Was it wasn't it wasn't the old one called Three River Stadium? It was, and it was one of those cookie cutter stadiums like uh, Riverfront and uh, a couple of those others in the seventies that that were the multi purpose park for football and and baseball. Three Rivers was home growing up, but it wasn't nearly like the it, it, PNC is just an absolute beautiful place. If you hate baseball, you could probably still sit there for a couple hours and enjoy just the. Just, I mean, the city skyline out in the outfield and all that stuff, and the bridges. And all, it's it's just a beautiful place to watch baseball. The view makes it worth it. It really does make it worth it. So let's see. I uh, like you, Be Live. I've had a chance to check out um, Turner Field. I think two years before they um, shut it down. I don't know why it's still in good shape. Um, when I moved up here to Cleveland, I had a chance to go to the old Jake, also known as the Progressive Field. It's nice, real nice, real nice atmosphere. But um. 
I'm gonna have to come up with a consensus, man. I, I, I gotta, I, I gotta go see Wrigley, man. I gotta go see Wrigley, man. One of the oldest stadiums, um, oldest parks in the, um, in the league, historic. And I just, I just want to be a part of the atmosphere. You know what I'm saying? Just be a part of the atmosphere. I want to catch it like when they're in, you know, when they're in the, in the middle of a pennant chase, when they're playing like the Brewers or a Central Division opponent or a foe, where they really like they're playing baseball. So I, I would have to say Wrigley. I would actually have to say Wrigley. And I, you know what? I got a couple of them. I want to say Wrigley. I want to check out uh, that Minute Maid Park down there in Houston and see what's going on with that. And I also want to check out that Chase Field over there in Arizona, see what they're working with, see what's going on, you know, because um, Chase Field and um, Minute Maid Park, they both they both hosted, you know, uh, wrestling events. So I just want to see, you know, okay, well, you know, it's, it'll, it'll be good to go see some baseball at too. But like I told you, Scotty D, uh, like we said last week, um, going, to, going to a dome, Going to you know Tropicana Field or something like that, you know that's that's nice, that's okay. Or the old Olympic Stadium in Montreal, that's nice, that's okay. But there's nothing like the atmosphere in a field of an open air baseball stadium. Nothing, nothing, yep. nothing compares to it. Yeah, Not, you're right. So um, maybe uh, 2021, we get the, the Rona out of the way, get baseball back. B-Live keeps working these long hours. He can fund us on a little stadium tour, Sports Bros Ballpark Stadium Tour 2021. Who, who, fu- who funded? Who, who funded? What? Who? Who is well, we? They're, they're working you 14 to, to 20 hours a day, so they, they got to be paying you. So what, what have you fund us a little little 2021 stadium tour for the Sports Bros Park? The way my bank account is set up, I got to check in <laughs> and a savings, and <laughs> I got to move my money. <laughs> I don't, but no, like I, I, I would love that more than anything. Like we, we, we're gonna make something happen when this is all said and done. We get some, some sense of semblance back together, ladies and gentlemen. You heard it here first. Sports Bros Baseball World Tour, hashtag <laughs> and all something. Well, I'm gonna make. We're gonna make it happen. Let That'll me see. Be- Do we have to set up a cash app or a? account so that way our listeners can start you know chipping in and give us a little bit of money you know what i'm saying you know, <laughs> it, it'll 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 go to travel expenses and also production costs so you know <laughs> hey I'm, i mean it is what it is you guys enjoy listening to us you know this stuff ain't free i'm saying <laughs> my money don't grow on trees yeah that it don't but yeah but no, one, and I, I say this, so we greatly appreciate our listening audience and everything like that. And we're going to continue to do this every week until just we, we can't, we physically can't anymore. And yeah. I mean, Scott is closer than me and Eddie Cool to um, that, that inevitable time and because um, he's, he's very old. So, I mean, he... <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, welcome, welcome back to YouTube, be live. Yeah. <laughs> Are you guys interested in what the question is for next week? Yes, yes. I, <laughs> I was just about to ask you that, Scotty D. So, what's next week's question for All the right, choices of the voices? Let's take <laughs> off my age and see what we're going to do about next week. All right. Um, what athlete have you missed the most watching? Uh, I know we canceled some ba- baseball, canceled some basketball, canceled some hockey, March Madness, all that stuff. 
where do you feel like you missed out? Who do you miss putting on your TV or have you missed over the course of this little time off? Because I'm missing a bunch of these dudes I want to watch play, but who's your number one? Who's your top pick of somebody you really are missing to watch on TV right now? Yeah, and that is the question for next week's Choices of the Voices segment. Um, speaking of something else that came back, fellas, guess what else came back? New Japan Pro Wrestling came back, I think, um, a few uh, a few days ago. They came back. Um, they're doing the same thing that WWE and AEW are doing. They're pretty much in, a, in an undisclosed location with only essential people in the building. And... Um, yeah, it's it's good to have another wrestling league come back. The one in Japan, the uh, strong style pro wrestling, if you know the lingo. But um, yeah, I mean that's a sign of good times, man. You know, some some you know some some companies and corporations are slowly but surely starting to come back. So uh, yeah, New Japan they currently have the uh, New Japan Cup going on. It was great to see Japanese wrestling. That's why you better go ahead and get that New Japan Network because ain't no in the world. I'll get up at five o'clock in the morning to watch some dudes. Fake fight, but I digress. And in the words of B Live, once again, I, what I gotta do, B Live, with the train in the track, you gotta put, you gotta put the, the um, you gotta put the um, track back on the train. You gotta put the dump. <laughs> oh boy, here we go. That that's a callback from another episode from our archives. Check us out, Sports Wolves Podcast archives. Uh, guess what? Let's go ahead and get the hell up out of here, fellas. They're giving me the go home cue, so you know what that means. Is another edition of Pepper. Three things, rapid fire style, kind of, sort of, not really. And then the tradition that I've been doing since, God, what, late March, April, I'll be giving you this day in history in the world of sports, and I'll go first. Fellas, you might like this one. This day in history back in 1939, Bronco Nagurski, yep, that's right, that Bronco Nagurski, beats Luthes in Houston to win the National Wrestling Association heavyweight title. Fellas, I'm going to tell you a little something right now. A lot of pro football players, they also wrestled as well, too. Like Wahoo McDaniel, the big cat Ernie Ladd, and the American Dream Dusty Rose, baby. Because, believe it or not, pro wrestlers at that time made a lot more money than the football players did at that time, too. So, yeah, Bronco Nagurski, the Hall of Famer, beats another Hall of Famer, Luthez, to win the gold, if you will, the belt of the National Wrestling Association in 1939. Over to you, Scotty D. All right. Uh, we were talking a little bit about uh, the NBA and their bubble earlier. One player who says he's not going to be participating is Trevor Ariza of the Portland Trailblazers. He could stand to lose up to $1.8 million if he decides not to go play in the rest of the down there. And his reason is not really COVID-related, but it's because he has custody of his son over the summer and doesn't want to lose that month with his kid. So, you know what? If you're willing to give up $1.8 million to spend a month with your kid, you get a thumbs up from me. So, good call on that one, Trevor Ariza. Over to you, B-Live. Yeah, wow. real, men, real men's things. So, that, wow. Yeah. Here. All right, but yeah, no, it's um, it's, it's a lot been going on. Um, but I I almost feel like I might be stealing a pepper point from Scotty D right now because I feel like this is something that he would report. But I I want I want to do it because I feel like I feel like I want to steal a thunder. <laughs> oh, sources have reported that Dak Prescott 
has signed his the franchise tender, which means now that he um as opposed to him sitting out, he's he's going to suit up and he's going to play. Thirty one point four million dollars, and one of the main reasons behind that um sources say is that. Why, by signing this franchise tag, if he was to be franchised again, it would be an automatic 20% raise in the tunes of $37 million next year. So it puts the pressure on the Cowboys brass to negotiate a long-term deal or they're going to be breaking the bank for one Dak Prescott. Moment stolen from Scotty D. Eddie wow. Cool, the ball. <laughs> oh, that's a great one. But I got a good one for you. This day in history, back in 1963, New York Mets veteran outfielder Jimmy Pierce Hall hits his 100th career home run. Big deal, right? But you know how he celebrated? He circled the bases by running backwards. The question is, did he fall? Over did to you, Scotty. Did he fall? Do we know? No. I'm looking at it. <laughs> I'm looking at a visual of him um walking backwards, running backwards to home plate. <laughs> he so made it. Huh? He 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 did it. That's a hell of a way to celebrate a home run, man. Now, the hell with a backflip. I'm just go ahead and walk backwards, you know. I'm just nice. go ahead and I'm going to do this. <laughs> Over to you, Scotty. Players, the flashy ones, but uh, all right. Um, so, Belav took a cowboy point from me, but hey, there's another one. Uh, Jamal Adams right now uh, is telling people he's trying to get to Dallas. He's he's saying that there is a report that that he is wanting to be the highest paid Jet. He's saying that that's not true. He has not said that. But he is definitely not happy in New York, and he's trying to get himself traded, and he wants to be in Dallas. I don't think the Cowboys are going to bite because I don't think they want to give up the draft picks that the Jets are going to be asking for. And with all the money the Cowboys are seemingly going to be spending on Dak Prescott and his franchise tag and Zeke and Demarcus Lawrence, I just don't know that they're going to be able to afford the price tag that Jamal Adams is going to want. And you know what? They shouldn't. This is not the way that the NFL should be set up where players are dictating where they want to go. As much as I'd love to have Jamal Adams in the defensive backfield for the Cowboys, he's got a contract to honor with the Jets, and I just don't like uh, that jumping around team-to-team stuff, and I hope it doesn't come to that. So, over to you, B-Lash. Nice. Yeah, Jamal Adams, I, I don't see it, bro. You trying $20 million? Twenty million? I don't know. I don't know about for a set. For a set, I, 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 don't, I don't know. All right. So this, I'm going to do another one of Sky D's favorite moments here. I'm gonna go across the pond with football, not American football, but football as the world uh, recognizes it. F U T. B-O-L, football. <laughs> you hear the groaning in the background. <laughs> but yes, I want to talk about the Premier League that just um got uh, resumed their season. And Liverpool, man, my, my boss man's favorite team. He loves the sport of football. He loves Liverpool. And they had a chance to clinch 
that um clinched the division championship, um said whatnot. And they tied, only gaining one point, while Manchester City won in convincing fashion, five to nothing, to gain two points closer to Liverpool. Now, I mentioned that because Liverpool is ahead by 20 points. My boss man is crazy because Liverpool is going to win. They're going to clinch. He, he wants them to clinch now. Because Liverpool has an amazing record of 27 wins, one loss, and two draws. While Manchester City in second place has 20 wins, seven losses, and three draws. Liverpool has 83 points. Manchester City has 63 points. Liverpool is running away from everybody. It's going to be all right. You'll never walk alone. Eddie Cool, the ball. Are we referring to Sammy Smokes? Yes, we are referring to Sammy Smokes. Wow. <laughs> a, a team with that big man, look, as long as <laughs> as long as they don't do an epic collapse that the Mets did, they'll be just fine. They'll, they'll be, be just fine. They'll just be, they'll, they'll, they'll be okay. Was, repeat that. Huh? If I wasn't listening, be like, can you repeat all that? No, we good. <laughs> <laughs> We are all to the good. Moving on to my third and final pepper point. Today, let's all sing happy birthday to Hall of Fame running back LaDainian Tomlinson. That's right, LT. Happy birthday. Yep. One of the most prolific running backs in NFL history, especially during the 2000s. Um, On this date, he was born and he'll be 41 years old. He played 11 seasons. Uh, he massed over 13,684 career yards, 145 career touchdowns. He was a 2006 National Football League MVP, as I mentioned earlier, a member of the 2000s All-Decade Team, and a member of the College and Pro Football Hall of Fame. I just wish the man would have won a ring, and that would have really put him up there with a lot of those guys. Happy birthday to you, LaDainian Thompson. Happy birthday, brother. Enjoy it. Stay runner-free. Over to you, Scotty D. All right, I heard Dana White of the UFC, UFC president, talking a little trash on Curtis Blades the other day. I don't know if you guys followed this uh, story last week of Curtis Blades. He main evented uh, the UFC fight night on Saturday in the heavyweight division, taking on Alexander Volkov in what basically was a uh, number one contender sort of match. Curtis Blades said that he was going to ragdoll Volkov, and then when the fight began, he tackled him and laid on him for 25 minutes, pretty much. That's kind of how the fight went. It's not going to uh, inspire Blades Volkov, too. It's going to be in the Snooze Fest Hall of Fame. Blades came in 11 pounds heavier than his previous fight, which he busts up Junior Dos Santos. And at this point, he's, he's thinking he's in line for the next title fight um, after the Stipe Miocic Daniel Cormier trilogy ends. Uh, Dana White said, if you're going to talk that much trash, you got to back it up, bro. Uh, you need to do some conditioning. Not sure you're getting that title shot just yet. We'll have to see what 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 happens with that going forward. But very interesting that Curtis Blades was going to ragdoll his opponent and then just basically went to sleep on him for 25 minutes. Snooze fest. And that was your UFC recap of the week. Over to you, B-Live. <laughs> Snooze fest 2020. All right. I'm going to finish this in a somber note 
because I'm thankful to be back after um, um, two week um, hiatus. And usually my pepper points would revolve around NASCAR because they were one of the first ones to give us something in the midst of this crisis. And they continue to be progressive in this um, in the stance between coronavirus, between um, Black Lives Matter, between all all the things that NASCAR are doing. I applaud them for it. This week, and it's not NASCAR's fault. I want to implement this real quick. I want to say this real quick. Something something so horrific, and I thought that we were beyond these times, but. The um, Bubba Wallace camp, um, he um, carries the number 43 after the um, great um, Richard Petty. The cane! They found a noose hanging in, his, in, the, in the garage area Mm-mm-mm. in Tuscaloosa, Alabama for, um, before the race. That was, it, ended up, it ended up getting postponed. It's Talladega be live. Talladega? Okay. One one I I stopped like I was honest God, I was sickened. I d I didn't understand. I don't understand it. And I'm I'm gonna do my best to just simplify this. Grow what I call the F up. We're we're way beyond those times. For you to have such a backwards style mentality is ridiculous to me. Bubba Wallace is not stomping on your tradition or your heritage. He's actually a product of how great we can possibly be. That he he has the opportunity, he earned an opportunity and a right, not because of the color of his skin, but his talent and his ability. And for you to think that this is stomping on your tradition and your heritage. You've got a really jacked up tradition and heritage. That's why we don't want the flags, the Confederate flag foam, because it symbolizes defeat. I'm a Southern boy and I understand the history behind it. But for you to continue to carry on backwards thinking that just look, makes the entire South look dumb They've got certain nicknames for people that continue to carry those ideals and those mentalities. And it's not good. And I'm going to say it in the most Southern way possible. Bless your heart. And that's not a term of endearment. Grow up. We should be beyond this. It should be about the content of our character at this point. We're so far gone from the days where the color of our skin should determine how we live our life in the, in this country that has provided so many liberties, so many freedoms to so many people that is not shared throughout the world. We should be better off than that. So I ask you, I plead to everybody, white, black, brown, alike, all races, all colors, all sizes, across the board, do not allow this behavior to continue. Call people out. I can't stand by it anymore. I'm going to continue to live my life the best of my ability and to make the next generation proud of who I am as a man. And I hope that this this little piece that we have, this platform that we have at the Sports Bros Podcast, that we continue to exude positivity. This is continue to be an escape 
through sports that we can live together in unity, loving each other. That was a step back for those characters. Step forward for NASCAR and the people that are trying to do right. And the uh, drivers that stood behind Bubba Wallace and pushed his car, amazing job, and I thank you for it. Yeah, well said, B-Live. Uh, you know, um, that, that that's you can say what you want about the Confederate flag, whether what, what it means to you, what, whether you stand for it, whether you like it, dislike it, whatever. But a noose, no question, is a symbol of hatred and disrespect and pain. You know, it's, it's not funny. It's not, it, it's, it's not comedic that somebody would do that. It's hurtful. And, um, you know, even if it's not a threat, it is, it, it can be taken as a threat and it's, it's just, it's, it's in 2020. No way should that be coming back up again. And, you know, I apologize to you guys as my brothers, that that kind of thing is still, still going on out there today. You know, I thought I, like I thought we were past that. I thought we were better than that, but um, kudos to NASCAR for all these guys standing behind him and Kyle Petty at 82. They said this guy has been pretty much staying in self quarantining since this whole COVID thing, he immediately decided I'm going down there and I'm going to put my arm around this guy because he drives for me. And so thumbs up for, for that gesture and uh, for all the drivers that are standing behind this guy. So, um, but that was very well spoken, B-Live. I appreciate that, the way you said all that. Yeah, man. I appreciate it, man. Um, as, as far as, you know, we, we try our best not to make it political. We want to make this um, a getaway and escape because the world is crazy. The world is crazy, as we mentioned. Um, the news... But this is different. Yeah, but this the, the 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 noose symbolizes nothing good ever came out of a noose. Okay, nothing like you know they like there have been report. You know, I know you guys seen the news about you know some kids in California hanging from trees. So apparently, a noose is symbolic. Is 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 it's trash. Okay, it's trash. It's twenty twenty. We should be moving forward, not going back to. 1820 or 1720 like we we as a country we have to move forward and you know we got to do this together it just can't be the black folks is doing it can't be the white folks is doing this we need to do it together and to those that have a platform that are able to speak um positivity and progression it is needed now more than ever this will be a fight that won't end overnight but it'll be a fight that we're going to keep fighting until you know, and, and, until this has to come to an end because it's going to come to an end. I don't know when, but it's going to come to an end. People getting called out, people losing their jobs over making these stupid statements and stuff. And you just have to, you know, in the words of uh, the late, great Owen Hart, enough is enough and it's time for a change. All right. I like that. All right. With that being said, that's another episode of the Sports Bros Podcast. But before we go, we're going to tell you how to get in contact with us. Scotty D, where can they find you? Well, I would say go to Facebook. That's where I'm at. That's where you can find me pretty much all the time. I don't know where I'm going to be one day to the next. So uh, just check me out on Facebook. Love to have your feedback on our Sports Bros page on Facebook. Yep. Hey, Scotty D, check your inbox, man. Um, I gave you a nice little tidbit that you can use in trivia, and I guarantee you they will not get that answer right. They have to be a movie oh. buff to get that answer right. Okay, okay, we'll do. We'll check that. Yep. Yep. All right, B-Live, where can they find you besides Max Speed Shop? Oh, 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 hold on, hold on. Hey, 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 no, you will not. No, 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 you will not. No. Yeah, yeah, hush, hush your face. 
No. Grits. No, stop it. He said grits. <laughs> <laughs> no, you you will not take this away from me. I've been waiting three weeks. <laughs> and deep breath uh, and no scene. Ladies and gentlemen, you can find me at Max Speed Shop here in Fayetteville, North Carolina, 482 North Refusion Church Road, home of the best burgers, brisket, pulled pork, home of 57 beers on tap, over 200 bottles and cans of beer, featuring our local breweries, Dirt Bag, Highland, Foothills, all across North Carolina, craft breweries. That's our specialty. Also, when it comes to our social media sites, when it comes to the Sports Bros Podcast, you can go on Facebook, find us Sports Bros Podcast like page. You can find us on Twitter at Sports Bros PCAST. You can find us on Instagram, Sports Bros Podcast. You can also find us on our WordPress website, um, WordPress um, Sports Bros Podcast um, dot WordPress dot com. If you have any comments about the show, any feedback you'd like to give to us, you can check us out on our email, sportsbrospcast at gmail.com. Also check out our YouTube um, site. Some new, um, some footage will be on there. We also just released um, our hometown, me and Eddie Coo's hometown, where um, Scooter, Scotty D, resides in North Myrtle Beach, just released a um, virtual graduation video that um had a lot of help with, and I'm very proud uh, being able to provide that for the class of 2020 graduates at North Myrtle Beach High School. Um, my alma mater, class of 2000, Eddie Cool, class of 2002. So definitely want to give um, all the graduating seniors a shout out with that. Thank you all for listening. Love all of our listeners. Thank you for having me back. It's so good to be back. Yes, Lord. I'm you, have you have that Zima down at the speed shop there? You got a who? Zima, you got Zima. Wow, get, get, you know I can't do this. I can't. Zima and grit coming on there for some Zima and grit. Zima and grit. So up, oh, I got the. Well, I guess that's the name of the episode. <laughs> no, no, it is. No, it is not. <laughs> no, it is not. <laughs> Zima and grit, the name of the episode. Uh, of course, you know me. I'm the head of creative, Eddie Cool. You can catch me at work at the Cheesecake Factory in Westlake, Ohio. Oh, I'm telling people where I work. That don't mean you come bug the hell out of me, all right? Don't do that. You ain't got time for that. But come by, show me some love, spend some money with me. Let me feed you some cheesecake. Let's talk a little bit. Uh, yeah, I got a mask on. Now I know how Beeline feels, you know, 98 degrees and hot, just breath for no reason. But uh, you can check me out there. You can check me out on uh, Facebook, Eddie Cool, uh, Super Cool 5000. That's the Snapchat if you do that. Cool season, all one word on Instagram and all of the other aforementioned Sports Bros podcast pages. All right, fellas, any last words before we get up out of here and go watch some wrestling? Woo, wrestling. Zima and Grits, baby. Zima and Grits at Max Beach Shot. Can't wait. Wow. Fayetteville, North Carolina at North McPherson Church Road. Yes, sir. Well, at least we got the McPherson, North McPherson Church Road part, right? Oh, I, I appreciate it. I appreciate it, fellas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And shout out for shout out to 991 to Fox for making sure I knew about some North McPherson Church Road. Boom, boom, boom. Ad nauseum. <laughs> and, and, and with that being said, and in closing, do something nice for yourself. And if you can, do something nice for someone else. They'll greatly appreciate it. Don't Get- leave us.
Just ask Bubba Wallace. Guess who's back? Back again. It's been another episode. B-Lies back of the Sports Bros Podcast. Tell our friend. Guess Everybody who's know. back? Nah, nah, nah. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm out.